What if that nagging feeling in the back of your neck was real? What if those hands reaching out from the dark that you believed were there, were there? What if the monster in the basement really existed? And what if there was really something under the bed? Would you have the courage to face your fears? Hello, brave souls. I'm your host, Paul Rondo, and tonight's story is called The Blank Face. I hope you enjoy. The following is a witness's recount of their incident with the Slender Man. After waking up with a jolt, the girl laid in the bed a few seconds longer, reaching over to switch on her bedside lamp. She tried to remember exactly what had stolen her sweet slumber away. When she couldn't, the brunette swung her legs over the side of the bed and heaved herself up. Checking the time on her phone, she snorted when she saw it was three in the morning, the witching hour. Knowing that sleep would only evade her, she left her bedroom for the kitchen, a good cup of coffee on her mind. As she passed by her front door, a chill spread like liquid fire down her spine. It's only winter, she told herself, focusing again on the coffee plan. Measuring out scoops, water, and preparing her cup kept her occupied. But as the dark liquid boiled, she had nothing left to keep her mind from wandering off. The chill returned, and she couldn't help but glance behind her to the front door. It stood there innocently enough, just like always. The deadbolt was still in place, and she could see nothing amiss with it. Turning back to her coffee, she did her best to forget about the feeling. With her cup in hand, she started back towards her bedroom. As she walked by the front door, she decided a quick glance out of the peephole would help calm her restless thoughts. The chill worsened with each step she took towards the front door and further away from the safety and warmth of her blankets. She pressed her empty hand against the cold metal door and took a deep breath before leading her eye to the peephole. At first, she could only see an inky blackness and somehow seemed to swirl on itself. When she blinked in surprise, the void melted away. She wished it hadn't. In its place, there stood what she could only guess was once a man. The limbs were long and inhumanly awkward, with bulky joints branching off into several arms, not unlike the branches of a tree. The creature was draped in a black suit, somehow making the thing more nightmarish to her. The icing on the cake, however, was what passed as the hellish thing's face. It was as though her mind blurred the ghastly visage to spare itself further shock and horror. She shoved herself away from the door with the hand still pressed against it. The scalding mug of coffee fell, the liquid burning her bare legs as she fell backwards and tried to crawl away from the door. She knew somehow that her mind hadn't been playing tricks on her. As she crab-walked away from the door, she watched the tendrils as black as the void itself snaked around through the cracks. The girl was trapped besides the instinct to flee and the gut feeling to not turn back on the front door. When the door jolted, the urge to flee overcame her 
and she slipped in the burning liquid as she tried to make it back to her room. She knew deep down that she was trapped herself in a corner, but she had to get away from the door. The girl was halfway down the hallway when she heard the previously locked door creep open. She screamed and slipped into the wall, cracked her chin, and it stunned her. After that, there was only blackness. Nicole? A warm male voice snapped the woman out of her trance. As she turned around, she was met by one of her sister's doctors. She nodded, not sure if she should say anything, or even if she could find her voice, if she had to say something. That morning, she had gotten an urgent call from the hospital, saying that her sister, Lindsay, was there. Before they had even let her see her, the doctors had pulled her off the side and insisted that they talk to her about what might have happened. Phrases like self-inflicted and assault had been thrown around and Nicole felt her mind reel. She still hadn't fully understood what they were saying until she saw Lindsay with her own eyes. Her little sister had a bandage wrapped around her head, covering both of her ears as well as her eyes. They said that it was to keep her deadened eyes from drying out and to try to keep infection out of the wounds Lindsay had made to her ears. The doctors guessed that either she or someone else had jammed a pencil into them to keep her off balance or to deafen her herself against something. There was the mix of first and second degree burns in her hands, legs, and feet from what was assumed to be the coffee her neighbors found spilled all over the entry of the apartment. As Nicole walked into her sister's hospital room for the first time, she thought she had spied the silhouette of a man in the window. That, she knew, was impossible. Her sister's room was on the third story of the hospital. It was a tall man wearing a black suit with a blank face. Thanks for listening. Come back next time for some more spooky stories, and as always, remember to face your fears.